It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Hi, welcome to Speak Easily. I am Krista Stoffer. I'm here today with Dino Tripotis because... Because... You're here for the milestones. The milestone, you say? This is a milestone. We're really excited. This is episode 100. One, I, I get to show up on all the anniversaries. You do. You do. What, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do for 200. We talked about something, didn't we? No, we talked about uh, doing it like, uh, what was it, the bathtub or something like yeah, that? We yeah, we said we haven't recorded anybody in the bathroom. And he said, that's what Dino can do for episode 200. And I said, no. No. Because. No. <laughs> I didn't volunteer no. you like that. Well, no. you kind of did. You well, that would that that would that would have to be one of your Zoom episodes. <laughs> that, would, that, that would have to be one of your Zoom episodes. But because I, mean, I I I tend to take up a lot of the tub. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not asking you to do it. Yeah. Right. Well, I have a hundred episodes to. You can, you to, can to think, think it through. About, to think about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can. If we get to like 185. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I don't And I'm not tub ready. Yeah. I can back out. You can back out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll just, we'll hold, we'll hold <laughs> auditions. Which, which I, I actually, I wish, I wish I had a, uh, I, I love a tub. Do you really? Yeah. Do you? I, I, I love sitting in it. My tub is not, you know, it's okay, but yeah. it doesn't fit all of me comfortably. Okay. Uh, if yeah. I was going to remodel something in my house, it, I think I'd start it. with the bathroom and get one of those. Like the big jacuzzi type. Uh, not even big jacuzzi. One of those big old claw tubs. You oh, know, the old fashioned old ones. Okay. Yeah. I like to soak in it. Really? Have a, yeah. Have a little, have a little place for, um, you know, a, a bourbon or yeah. a, a cocktail of some sort. And huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. No, no, don't, I, don't I like... don't. I think because I get cold so easily. And the water turns so quickly. We gotta get a hot, a hot. Well, I do, but then I mean, same then you as can you. run more hot water again and then well, warm it back yeah, up. Yeah, we don't. I don't have the patience for that either. But okay. I think you re- need to rethink your two hundredth episode already. <laughs> wow. I see problems. Thank you all for joining uh, us. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's been a great hundred episodes. <laughs> hey, hey, have a good night, everybody. Is that is that why you have the? Uh... This is why, yeah. And we typically, I mean, even though it's called Speak Easily, you know this. We don't typically drink right during our episodes, mostly because we record during the day and we have children, and you know, it's sort of frowned upon right, on right, occasion. Right, right. It's not great to show up at daycare while after having daydream. I mean, I don't think they would blame says you. Says you. <laughs> so back in my day when we took the kids to daycare yeah. <laughs> we drank with the teachers so i'm gonna put my mask on just because i've got to move around that's and we thought you know what better entertainment than have krista actually try to open a bottle of champagne on camera i'm usually fairly good at this aren't you uh <laughs> is hasn't one of your professions been in the wine industry yeah it so is. this should be uh, it a is, no-brainer. But this is right? like um, the Pillsbury croissants. You, you know what to I explain. mean? No, I don't. <laughs> um, I don't know how the two go together at all. I am afraid of the the pop. Yeah, I actually am. <laughs> I thought maybe you're afraid of the doughboy. Little Pillsbury <laughs> doughboy. No. <laughs> 
Okay. You know what he does? He so giggles. what you're supposed to do, I'm going to stand up and do this. <laughs> Don't put an eye out. Hang on, you're not on camera now. Hang on. <laughs> Is that better? Ben's got, you know, I can sit. I can sit. It's okay. okay. I think you should. Right. So you got to hold the bottle steady. Actually, you hold the cap, the uh, the cork steady right. and move I the bottle. You move the bottle. You savor it? That'd be pretty No, bad. I don't. Croissants. Oh, see? look at that. And then you don't have spillage. I see. But there was one time a couple of weeks ago. I'm standing up, Ben. Sorry. Like I'm off camera. Cheers now. He's like, croissants! 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 So we are toasting our 100th episode here, Ben. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Ben is the, the 99% of the reason that this is actually happening. Oh. Oh, no, sure. no, 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 no. You need good, uh, trust me, I've said it yeah. before. There'd be no whiskey business without uh, Whitney and Hansberry at the helm producing. And so. they've been there since the beginning, right? Um, Whitney... Came in about uh, a year and a half into it, but Hansberry's been there from the start. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, so, uh, well, croissant. 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 Congratulations. Croissant. Here's to here's to the next hundred. Bravo. Well in done. The bathtub episode. Well done. Look how far you've come. This to a hundred episodes <laughs> from the from the meek, apprehensive. I don't know if I ch- yeah, that should really didn't do happen. it or can do it or wh- how to do you it. You make me sound really pathetic. Well, Just... I'm exaggerating the the. You knew there'd the, be a little mockery. The the, the emotional. What with the, Dino? No. The emotional content prior to and and it was it was. But, but you weren't nervous to start yours. Uh, yeah, of course I was. I'm always nervous. Are you nervous right now? Uh, yeah. Why? I don't know. That's weird. I'm always nervous. <laughs> Well, mm. cheers. Let me explain the croissant thing to you because I know I'm not the only one out there. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty mm-hmm. tasty. We do Prosecco instead of champagne because I went to Kroger. I like Prosecco better than champagne. I do too. It's just got a lighter, not as cloying, I don't think. Cloying? Cloying. Cloying. That must be, must be yeah, a, that, like, a wine description. <laughs> I, I find this to be amusing and not as cloying. As, uh, it is a wine description. It's like when you feel like that sugar bubble gets caught in your throat. <laughs> when you talk like this and you can't get it out. You know what, that when that happens? Oh, my God. Do that again. Right, like this. It's when you get the bubble in your I've throat. I've never heard you do You've that You've never before. heard me do that? No. Uh-uh. No, I have a lot of voices. No, mm-hmm. no. Have you heard her tweet? Her what? You've heard my bird noises. You... You're kidding me. Your bird noises. Why do you know how to do that? That's a good question. Um, You know what it actually is? And I learned this in college that I have a slight lisp Uh on my S's. There's enough space in between my, I don't know, like the gap or the over the bite. I'm not sure, but it provides Uh for a little bit of space. So when you hear my S's, it always would drive bed nuts when we're recording commercials. He has a Krista filter. You have a Krista Krista S filter? Nice. I'm an S-hole. But But there's a little bit of a whistle, and I think that that's the only way that I'm able to do that sound because where the placement is. I see. Yeah. Mm. So there's that. So the croissant. The croissant. Let's get back to the croissant. Um, The tube of Pillsbury croissants. You've seen those, right? It's like the wrapped, and you have to like stick a spoon into the crease to pop it open. Yeah, I thought you just, you know... Slam it down on the slam counter. Slam it down on the counter. Is that and what it you splits, do? Splits open. 
I, I thought that's how you, or maybe is that, the, is that the cookies? Maybe that's the cookie dough. I mean, that's how I do it. Just cause, like, you slam I, it? I'm, yeah. I'm not afraid of croissants. I'm afraid <laughs> of the croissant pop. I will admit it. I will be. Yeah, but if you slam it down, you can't be afraid of that. Well, that's then true. You're throwing your enemy down. You're it's, smoting. It's sort of like people opening. That's what makes me think of the champagne when they're push, pushing it with yeah. their thumbs. It's like making the pop happen. That to yeah. me is slamming the croissants on the counter. See, okay. Chloe, a little you bit. You gotta take control of the situation. I don't feel in control when it comes to croissants. <laughs> because. Very cloying. <laughs> I should have never said cloying. You have to work on your croissant control. Issues. Well, I don't eat them anymore, so it's. Oh, you still doing that? Yeah. All right. Still doing that. <laughs> I should do that. It's not bad. No, no I should do something. It's just mm. like, you know. Motivation right now is nearly impossible. I put on the, the COVID-19 and then some, I think, <laughs> over the, since the pandemic. But what are you going to do? What? I mean, what else are you going to do? Like. Um, exercise? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe move. <laughs> 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 Should we do chair workouts? Though? Actually, actually, walk, go been, outside. Something. That has been my my COVID workout has been walking. You know this, like mm -hmm. it yeah. went from you. You know, like you said, you were walking a lot, like like Forrest Gump walking. Yeah, it's it is. Like, it's a, it's like, bad. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that, I mean, it started out just as like I've got to get out of the house and just take the dog and walk around the neighborhood. It's like, oh well, that was that was a mile or two, and then it kind of started and then getting bigger and bigger and yeah i just felt like walking i just yeah, felt just felt, I like just felt like walking and i walked but i put on a podcast and there have been some really good ones that i've listened to over this time right um you just kind of get lost in it it's good for the dog it's good for me and usually it's like well we just made it five miles Guess and they say that around. walking uh i read an article recently that walking actually boosts your creativity oh so Huh. There's that really? as well. Yeah. Can't say I'm super creative right now. Uh, well, but you said, you just said it, you get lost in it and it probably listen to the other podcast. You probably get ideas. You probably get thoughts and you're not even aware of it. And then maybe she said you, on her hundredth episode. Yeah. And, and you, you apply them later. So good for you. It's just an escape. Everybody needs an escape, especially these days. Yeah. These days. Yeah. We're here on the, uh, the day after the first blue moon or mm -hmm. on oh, it was Halloween. Gorgeous. Did you see it last night? I did see it last night. Beautiful. It was beautiful last night. The stars were, it was a clear it was, sky. Uh, and it supposedly has significance. You know, it's the first one since 1944. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh. Uh, the last time we had a moon like that was uh, Halloween. On Halloween was in 1944, shortly after uh, mm. uh, the end of World War II. And hmm. uh, they say that this particular moon is uh, a moon that you were supposed to kind of uh, release all your negative energies and welcome in a, a new cycle of positivity oh, and I so forth and it. so. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a bunch of uh, astrological mumbo jumbo, but at this point, the way things we'll are, not take anything you yeah. got, you yeah. know, yeah, bring it, you know, I'm like, okay, release. This is a weird question. Release all the negative energies. Bring me some, some positivity. Bring me something because, uh, whew, yeah, yeah, it, it's, 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 awful. it's gotten to me it, it, and mm -hmm. I didn't never thought it would, but it did. It did. It, did. it got me. It got me and it's, it's in its emotional clutches. Is and it cloying? And it, it's cloying. <laughs> For a woman who said she was sorry she brought up the word cloying, 
She brings it back. It's a tagline now. Hashtag yeah. cloying. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, you said you're not like into the astrological stuff. I, not, I mean, I'm not a, 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 a devoted to it. I mean, yeah. I find it interesting, just like yeah. I find a lot of things interesting. I'll read my horoscope, you know, in the paper every day and go, ah, bullshit. <laughs> you know, or, uh, wait, are you, uh, a Taurus? I'm a Taurus. Taurus. I'm almost on the cusp. Okay. I'm the cusp of Tori, Taurus and Aries. Yeah. 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 What are you? Libra. Libra. Yep. Huh. I don't know anything about either of those. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm a Leo. We're annoying. That's all I know. I'm a Taurus. We're uh, Are you fire? Stubborn. Huh? Are you a fire sign or? I don't know. You don't know. I don't no. know. More like a slow burning ember <laughs> sign <laughs> i don't think there's that yeah stubborn without a doubt yeah. supposedly creative yeah so we're probably similar then okay and yet no 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 not at all <laughs> <laughs> night and day night and day yeah no all i know is that leos are i mean like the lion gregarious mm-hmm. creative outspoken obnoxious uh-huh and i think most leos Obnoxious. Outspoken, creative, and obnoxious. Obnoxious. I've met. I haven't met a lot of obnoxious. I think there's your children's book, Krista the Obnoxious Lion. (laughs) Lioness. No. No. I don't think I could write a kid's book. Sure, you could. Well, I could. I just don't really. I'm writing one. I know you are. Yeah. What is it called again? Gotta go, Gus. I'm doing it with uh, a couple of other people uh, who came up with the concept and idea and they asked me to actually write it and and put it together and we have a rough draft and now we're looking to uh scale that down to the proper amount of pages there's a there's a 32 there's like a science there's like a science and a rhythm Mm. to children's books after investigating the format a little bit on how they how they work and and how they feel and there's like the 32 pages seems to be the the sweet spot yeah and uh there's a rhythm is it Drawings on every page. Yeah, type. drawings okay. on be drawings on every page. And this is I can't remember what age range you said. Like uh, we're going for six to eight. Okay. Yeah. So like first. Which is my level grade. of education. <laughs> I'm um. I'm kidding. I mean, I mean that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's uh yeah yeah just one and of the where many is it side projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to work with? In, in collaboration when somebody's got something so set and then you're adding to it? Um, well, no, actually they, they, they didn't really, they had the, the, we, we discussed the character and uh, they had given me a lot of uh, freedom mm-hmm. uh, to go ahead with the, with the draft. And I sent it out there and then I just, you know, uh, send me back your thoughts, ideas, what you like, what you don't like mm. uh, and go from there. So, and the character is—is is it based off of you? No, it's not based off of me. It's okay. based—it's based on my my friend Gus. That was yeah. kind of like a, we always tease and say he's uh, got to go, Gus. He's always been in a hurry. So it's about an impatient uh, six to eight year old yeah. boy who's always in a rush to go someplace else. As as a result of being in a rush to go someplace else. Um, 
he he misses out on things or things happen. So yeah. there's a lesson. We want it to be right. a series. Yeah. There's a lesson in each book that uh, that he learns as a result of his impatience, if you will, right. and his gotta goness, which isn't really a thing, but it is though. In in, in the first one, he uh, he he's in a hurry and doesn't teach his sister how to tie her shoes properly mm-hmm. because he's gotta go, and as a result, she has an accident, and you know because her shoes come untied. And very simple, very simple, but a lesson, you know. Right? Are you patient? <sighs> In some areas okay. of life, I am patient. In some other ones, I become very impatient. It, it varies. I'd say if you're looking at the whole ball of wax, probably yes, patient, patient. Okay. Um, with other people and other things, maybe not so much with myself right. per se. Um, and you know, and when I think about patience, I think about. Uh, a lot of things factor into patience. Uh, anger, yeah. you know. I I think I have a a long fuse most of the time, but if that long fuse burns and it gets down to the bomb, you know. And, and then sometimes a, a a short fuse. It depends. The short fuse is is normally uh, kicks in. When somebody I love or care about has been mistreated mm. or abused yeah. or, or wronged, uh, that's my short fuse. Yeah. Mistreat, abuse me, I'm, I'm going to breathe, I'm going to do a 10 count and, and be a little bit longer. But I don't have a lot of patience or, yeah. or tolerance um, for anybody who wrongs somebody I care about. That's fair. I like that. That was a good answer. It was well thought out. That was a patiently thought out answer about patience. Yes, I took my time with it. (laughs) I don't. I'm terrible. That's probably my one of my biggest flaws is just lack of patience. Yeah. Always looking for like. Okay. All right. Well, what's next? You really? Mm Mm-hmm. Because uh, the the work that you do um, with teaching Mm -hmm. and 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 whatnot and acting. It seems like it would require concentration and patience. I think concentration and patience are two separate things. Uh-huh. So you don't think you need to be patient in order to concentrate? I don't, I'm not, so okay. <laughs> it's not going right. well. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I think that there's a, there's a level of staying in the moment and there's a level of being impatient. Okay. It's, it's the downtime. I can concentrate when I have to be on for something. I could stay in that moment. But if it's like, if there's nothing going on, I don't do well. That's why this pandemic is hard. Mm-hmm. You know? You're teaching. Yeah. That requires patience. Yes, over Zoom for sure. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's it's hard because it's it's one of those things that you're not excited to start. But once you're in it, it's like, oh, this is, oh, it's this like is writing. great. Yeah. God. <clears throat> I love to write. Yeah, but I hate, I hate to... I will come up with every reason, excuse in the book not to sit down and do it. And then when I sit down and do it and I'm doing it like, oh, that's what, great. The, what the hell was I? Yeah. Why was I fighting this? But yeah. Yeah. And you are a classic uh, example. There's a phrase that I hate. Bitch. It, huh? Oh. No, no, <laughs> I no, 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 no. 
that, that one has its place. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's coming. Not today. It's coming. Not today. Not to tomorrow. Not, not today. Happy hundredth, um, though. <laughs> but uh, you and and uh, our friend Ralph and other yeah. people too. I've always hated the expression "those who can't do teach." teach. <laughs> I've hated that. And those who can't teach, teach Jim. Yeah, right, right, right. But that's, I've always hated that expression because that's such... It, it takes it down to like an insulting level. It, uh, I think it does. Yeah. Because that's... I don't think it's, I don't think it's a fair assessment of, of I don't somebody. think it is either. And, I, you know, and, and, and it, what I think about, I think about the, I think about the failed, the failed novelist who, who's been working on his, on his, uh, you know, Great, great American novel for 15 years and he hasn't published it, but he's teaching a writing class, right. you know, and, and I think of that stereotype, but I, you know, <clears throat> but you're a classic example, Ralphie too. I mean, yeah. you guys do great work and you teach, you share your gift. I, I mean, think for both he and I, though, it's important that we remain relevant in our craft as opposed to just teaching. Right. And I think that that's where I was talking with a friend who um, we we're talking about teaching at the collegiate level. And how how challenging that can be when you don't have the time to do anything outside of teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, when teaching takes up so much that you can't do outside work. And I don't want to get to that place. I mean, I I love teaching, but I think I'm a better teacher if I myself am auditioning when I'm telling them about that or if if I'm taking an improv class. You you have... You can share that experience and say, yeah. oh, I just went through this and it isn't teaching, sharing experiences yeah, on, on some level. That's all. I hate that expression. Those who can't do teach. I just like ending it. And with and those in who the, can't the teach, teach, teach gym. gym. <laughs> no offense Sorry, to gym any gym teachers who might be, you know, uh, you, you are. My gym teachers hated me. Let's be fair. They weren't the nicest people. I mean, I, I, there was, I'm sure all of you them. Could, you said your gym teachers. I can only remember uh, two. Well, in high school, we had what, three or four? Yeah. Because they split you into groups. So, we had a huge class. Like yeah. Our, our, we had a huge school and a huge class. 485, we graduated with? Yeah. Something like that. So, like, <clears throat> they, they had multiple gym teachers to kind of. I remember elementary, Perry Jeter. And I remember high school Rudy Hudak. Rudy Hudak. Rudy Hudak <laughs> with a H U D A C, I believe, is how you spelled his last name. Okay. Rudy Hudak. I I don't remember any of them because I am. Horrible. Well, you just said you, your gym teachers hated you. Oh, I'm sure they did. Well, how come if they hated you, then you have to have some sort of remembrance? No, I do. I remember. I hung out with a bunch of athletes, so it was like. Varsity volleyball, varsity softball, varsity soccer, and then I'm varsity speech and debate. Yeah. And like, did I, you letter? No. No. I don't think you can. You letter in speech and debate? I, I don't never, know. Never I only did one. it for a couple of years, but I couldn't. If there was a ball involved, I got hit with the ball every time. If there's no ball involved, I fell down. So I'm horribly clumsy, horribly unathletic. So I just kind of started making fun of things. Right. <laughs> Well, I don't think they, <clears throat> or I just sing. That does. I remember Mr. Jeter was kind of a lazy gym teacher, <laughs> if I remember correctly. You know, when the wet and uh, we uh, the the big uh, activity was kickball. Yeah. Outside. Yeah. And uh, kickball would last until Mike Carmine, 
who was held back a couple of grades, I believe, and was a big guy, and he would uh, kick the ball so hard it would go sailing up onto the roof of the elementary school, and then Mr. Jeter would just go, all right, we're done. Back inside. (laughs) (laughs) Not get another kickball. Yeah. That's what I remember from Mr. Jeter. And the only thing I took away from Rudy Hudak was was how to uh, uh, he was he was a, he he told us how to get out. This is going to sound weird. How to get out of the shower <laughs> after we showered up before we took a towel to dry off. You know, this is what I learned in the Navy. There he goes, before you get out of the shower and grab those towels, I don't want those towels sopping wet. What you do is you get out of the shower and you wipe yourself down. You wipe off the excess water on your arms and your chest and your legs. You wipe off the excess water. Then you grab the towel. To this day. (laughs) You do that, don't you? To this day. (laughs) I do that before I get out of the shower. Really? I do do this. That's the only... Interesting. Yeah, yeah. We did not have to shower. In gym class. I don't I don't think you guys did, did you? No. Like, there were showers there, but I think they were reserved for sports. Yeah, I mean, like, when I did football, the year that I did it, it was, <laughs> we, we would shower there, but that's about it. So, yeah. It's, it, I wonder when that transition happened of. It was about the time that we were in high school, honestly. Because they I, did shortly yeah. before us, didn't yeah, they? You had to like, take a shower yeah. afterwards. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I went to high school in the. <clears throat> 70s so that was normal yeah <laughs> yeah i think it'd be really uncomfortable what just group showering at this point i don't, <laughs> I don't have any desire to do it don't go to prison <laughs> here's hoping that's your next stop so maybe that's where episode 200 will take place there you go in the showers in prison yeah nice 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 do nice. that no i mean i just you hear of all the stories and yeah. The beginning of Carrie and like <laughs> sounds yeah. awful. Okay. Sounds awful. Re- that's what you related to. Well, nice. we never had to do it. Uh-huh. And the only, so my first job was the Concourse Athletic Club, which is no longer there. I think I've told this story before, but. Not to me. I think everybody's different about nudity in their own manner. Like I'm, a, for being outgoing, I'm a fairly modest person. And they're like, I'll probably turn my back to change in the locker room. I'm not going to go in the bathroom, but it's like, you know, I'm not going to display the everything for the world. But there's some women that it's, and I'm sure with men in locker rooms too, it's like no big deal. Do you find that those people that it's no big deal uh, have a good... uh, Physique? Physique and and a a good sense of, you know feel good about their bodies and how they look and so forth. So from you know. what I've heard about the men's locker room. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no. It's ones that, you know, the, the people that are uncomfortable with it are like, please put clothes on. I don't want to see that. There was a dude that walked around in a white speedo at the club, but that was rather unpleasant. I do recall that. But as far as the women, I mean, there weren't that many, but I remember uh, my best friend, Tracy, it was her first week there. And there was a woman, um, she, uh, nice physique, fine, like comfortable. And she started up a conversation with Trey while she was taking, after her shower. Um, Who's Trey? Tracy, my best friend. Tracy. Tracy. Um, 
and the woman is just talking to her and Trey's like, you know, I'm just kind of keeping, keeping straight eye contact. Sure. And she's like, but then she started with the lotion. And so the woman's talking to her, getting lotion, props a foot up on the countertop and just on trays like that's when I had to leave. I think this is where you Ben inserts some sort of sexy, sexy music <laughs> while, you're, while, while you're telling that story <laughs> in, in, in the edit. No, it was not sexy at all. She's like, I bolted out of there as quickly as possible. Huh? Yeah. But we were 14. That's, that's a lot. I think for a 14, 15 year old to, try to grapple with. Right. And they were really big on us being great with customer service. So we're doing our best to talk to these people. Right. <laughs> While they're okay. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of communal. What, why is the club no longer in existence? What happened? I don't remember. I think it just financially went under. It was right by the airport. Um, and I think they sold it to another hotel corporation. Okay. Cause it was under the Westerville athletic club which is now a school, the Sawmill Athletic Club, which I don't know what it is now, and then the Concourse, and those three were under one, one gotcha. umbrella. So there was the whack, the cack, and the sack. <laughs> My new children's book. <laughs> you can whack your sack at the cack if you want to, and we indeed saw that happen once or twice. It was disgusting. I think it was a great first job to have. I cleaned up every possible bodily fluid Okay. before I was 18. Yeah. All right. I did too when I was in a movie theater. That's not good. <laughs> People poop there? Oh, yeah. What? In popcorn buckets. They didn't want to get up from the movie, so they'd poop in the popcorn. No. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. No. How do you get into that position? I don't know. When we, we, I was there when we had uh, the film Strip Tease come through, too, and there were some oh. questionable things we found there. Too. No. But, oh, my God. No. No. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. What was your first no. job? My first job? Mm -hmm. My first job was working at, I was 13. Okay. Um, worked for a dollar an hour at the Broadway Cafe. And I had a choice of either working for a dollar an hour over the course of the summer okay. or working for free and then being paid with a car, which was a Chevy wow. Vega. Wow. <laughs> Not in existence anymore. <laughs> for a reason. Um, but it, uh, I was 13 and I wouldn't be able to right. drive the car for three more years. So I, I opted for the dollar an hour yeah. through the summer. And then, uh, Moved up to $1.35 an hour when I took a job at the Steubenville Public Library. What did you do? Shelby? I was, I was a, a page, I think is what they called it, uh, where I would, you know, put the books back. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also a uh, film inspector. You know those 16 millimeter films yeah. that, you, that you watched in high school yeah. that you got from the library? Well, I mean, remember every once in a while one would break? Or or yeah, it could, mm -hmm. or, or yeah. something or another. Well, when they would come back, I would be the guy that would splice them back together. Wow! And and you know, fix them and so forth and so on and fix the films. That's I was the film inspector, and I had to check the films when they came back to make sure that there weren't any rips or tears. And you just kind of rolled through it and so forth and so on. If there was a problem, you you, you took a little frame out or you know, or 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 fixed mm -hmm. it. You know, there was. Um, 
uh, adhesives and whatnot yeah. to do that. And uh, I, I kept that job all through all through high school. Interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, speaking of patience, you've got to be patient to do that kind of work. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. the, I, I loved books, so the library, I mean, the library, one of, <laughs> so sad, one of my most exciting moments in my childhood was uh, because, I, I think I may have mentioned this on one of your podcasts before, is mm-hmm. that when I moved back to Steubenville, I lived with my grandparents, yeah. and my grandmother was very strict, and she only let me do a couple of things mm-hmm. by myself. One was go to the movies, yep. which at the the... the this is when Steubenville had movie theaters downtown. Mm-hmm. I'd go to the movies and I'd go to the library, which was right across the street. So one of the biggest moments for me was transferring my library card from the children's library Ooh. up to the adult library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember the the very first book I checked out mm. was um, The Poseidon Adventure by Paul Gallico. There's got to be a morning after. Yeah, it didn't have the, the song in it, but... Uh, but 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 I, I remember I remember that's that was my first experience and like okay I the book is always better than the movie mm-hmm. I mean, because of the yeah the, the character development and the details and so that's forth a, that's so a on. hard something to film without the budget of right Titanic you know what I mean right right and but uh, yeah that was my, that was the first book I checked out wow. I do love me some Maureen McGovern, though. Who doesn't? She's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And it's kind of sad that it's like, you know, when, when I think in my vocal range, who do I sing like? <clears throat> Maureen McGovern. Ma- Ma- Maureen McGovern? It's not real popular these days. She's still alive. Okay. And I don't know why you say it's not really popular these it's days. Not it's not a sound had... that people are looking for these days. Then, then make it a sound that people should look for again bring it back everything comes back everything comes full Full circle we need us we need us some some mcgovern some marie mcgovern some more mcgovern yeah more mcgovern bring it back she just she nails some of those songs yeah she and melissa manchester i like melissa manchester yeah Yeah. she's a good one who else yep i mean it's funny that you know there's there's a i know there's an age difference between us but you you uh you talk about singers that were from yes the 70s my, and my before generation. i was born really yeah, right mm-hmm. there's and it's interesting because you talk about an affection for those singers in the yeah. 70s and i have an affection for uh singers from the 40s mm-hmm. and 50s you know which is really before your time before well. my time you know huge sinatra fan that king cole Vic damone dean martin you know sammy davis so, you know did you hear those growing up though I think I did. Okay. I, I I think I think I did. I must have uh-huh. at, on some, at some point. Um, but yet I don't recall there being a lot of those records yeah. around. I I you know it's 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 interesting how you get connected to something and sometimes you can't always explain it. It just is what it is. Do you know what's funny though? And this will this will be good for you. When did you start at Sign Ninety Five? What year? 1994. Okay, so this would have been, we moved here in 87. And there was something, I have very specific memories from moving into our new house. Because we'd never, we'd never been outside of our house in Denver. And then we moved across the country to Ohio. And I remember first the humidity, the smell coming from the air conditioner. Because we didn't, we didn't have that in Denver. There's just no humidity. So it just felt and smelled different. 
And I remember finding Sunny 95. And it was the first time that I started like listening to what I wanted to listen to. Mm-hmm. There was, this is terrible. This is how cool I was back then. There was a show that they did on there, just like love songs with. With Delilah? Or was it with. Before. Uh, before Delilah. It was the, local. It was local. With John Simons? Maybe. Love songs, yeah. I mean, possibly. this would have been late '80s, before yeah, a little before probably your time. John, probably John Simons did that show. Did love songs. I didn't like Delilah, but Delilah. Yeah, I didn't like her. But there was a boy that I had a big crush on, so I would call the station and request. I think it was "In My Dreams" by Ario Speedwagon to Brett. Uh, I don't even remember his last name, but I remember. <laughs> yeah. Did he do it? Did they play it? Oh yeah. Yeah, I would go down to the basement, and so nobody knew what I was doing, yeah. and dial on our rotary phone. Love, love, love songs were that was, a, that was a big deal. That was a big deal because yeah. you could request and mm-hmm. and hear all the angst or hear all the joy. All the joy. I mean, yeah. you, you got the you, you you it covered the gamut. There was heartbreak. There was hearts full of love, and and you know the eighties was a powerful time for cheesy love songs. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I, I think that that defined the decade within itself we didn't there was more angst in the 90s but now in the 80s it was just like a lot of broken hearts out there yeah yeah and i loved all of them i I love a sappy love song i used to do one of my first uh early jokes in stand-up was was making fun of love songs on on sunday 95 and how i would be the worst host ever for that show because I was just a, you would be bad a little too yeah too abrasive and, and, and cynical mm-hmm. you know uh, <laughs> yeah I just broke up with my girlfriend and I really miss her could you play Barry Manilow's trying to get the feeling again uh, no, yeah. no 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 in fact you realize uh, somebody's probably banging her up against her own headboard as we speak don't you? right <laughs> how about I play Hollow Note She's Gone how about that oh. one <laughs> that's awful that's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. But there's a love song for every mood. I really think there is. And I'm a song person. I think in, you know this. Yes. About me. Like yes. I think in lyrics and I think in like perpetual life soundtrack. Mm-hmm. People who drive with me in the car, especially my husband, sorry, honey, feel like I never settle on a song. It's like, I will keep jumping until I find, okay, this is the one right now. I actually have a playlist of songs I will listen to all the way through because there's not very many that I'll just skip. Even though it's my music and I've selected right. it, it's like, no, this one I will always listen to all the way through. I wrote an essay one time about the right song at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, I was driving and there was, and I was in, experienced a, a, a bit of melancholy, if yeah. you will. And the station that I had on, uh, it, it's almost as though the music gods were, were listening to me. And every song that came on for like four or five songs in a row spoke to me. And it's yeah. like, it, it, was, it was like you said, it was like a little mini soundtrack mm-hmm. for what I was thinking and, yeah. and, and feeling. And it ranged. It ranged mm-hmm. from... Uh, from uh, Cat Stevens to mm-hmm. Neil Diamond to uh, oh, Harry yeah. Chapin to, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, it obviously it was an older station. Yeah. Uh, Jim Croce. And it was like, and, and everything was, it's like, it was like the perfect little mini set mm-hmm. for what I was thinking and feeling. So, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. And the, it's constant for me, though. I mean, that's, 
But isn't that what music's supposed to, to do on, so. on some level? Well, we talk about it in theater, and I ask the question to my students, I'm like, why do we sing in musical theater? It's because we get so high in our emotional level that we have nothing else to do but sing. Like, it's gotten to just a new level. So, I mean, I can see that with just music in general. The emotions are deeper. I mean, it's rare that you hear somebody sing about, like, a loaf of bread. You know? I'm sure somebody did. <laughs> There's a band called Bread, right? So, yeah, there was. A, yeah. Yeah. But, no, it talks about things that are much more more deep and more emotional and that you wouldn't just be speaking of it. And then if you spoke it out, like a mm -hmm. monologue, it would sound pretty dorky, quite frankly. I'm all so out of love. So you, you could get away with singing about bread a lot easier than you could speaking about bread. It depends on how uh, much, you know, it, yeah. it pr provided that the song about bread was catchy. Right. And, you know, and, had, you know, and. French toast! And had a, and had a, <laughs> so I guess there is a song about bread. Had an infectious little, little uh, chorus. This then it true. might be far more effective. Might be, yeah. Than, than, uh, than it would be, if it would be a monologue about bread. Bread, the staff of life. I think yeah. we've got a song that we're going to write here. We should get Billy in. Help yeah. us write a song about, like about bread. I would write it. I love bread. I miss bread. So bread is dead, man. <laughs> bread is dead. Now, you occasionally give up bread. I Occasionally. And, occasionally. I, and, and I don't even know why I try. I love bread. I don't even know why bread? I attempt to give up bread or cut it out for a short amount of time. Yeah. You know, the best, moving forward, the best I could do is probably... Uh, curtail it, you know, yeah. not, not eat it all the time or not eat as much of it, mm -hmm. you know, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, maybe one slice with peanut butter and jelly, fold it over and fake myself out to, to make believe it's two pieces because it's folded over, you know, yeah. something like that. Because okay. I'm very easy to fool myself, you know. Do you bake? No, I don't bake. <laughs> I don't yeah. bake. I, I'm not like a it's baker. a foolish question. Sorry, um, I asked. <laughs> I I got back into cooking a little bit. Yeah. When I was down in Florida, I had to go to Florida mm -hmm. during the pandemic and take care of my mom for five weeks after hip surgery, yeah. and was forced to start cooking again because I I made her breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And did she like your cooking? She did. Is she, she a good cook? No. Oh, really? No. You would think so. It skips. It's. I'm sorry, ma. It uh, it skipped a generation, or oh, wow. it, it did not travel down to her, because her sister, my aunt Angie, phenomenal. Hmm. My grandmother, amazing. My mother. Here's the worst thing. My mother thinks she uh, can cook. Yeah. You know, and and she could do some 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 basic things. Right. But. Um, yeah, I started to I started to cook again. And I enjoyed it, and I thought maybe it would carry over once I got back from Florida, and and no, but uh, uh, it's interesting. Uh, the I'm gonna do another plug here. The 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 short film that yeah. we shot on Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, you said you got to cook. I my character is making uh, sauce. Yeah, and uh, I. I kept the sauce. I, I kept what I had cooked down. And now, granted, I had to even it out once I took it home yeah. because I was throwing a lot of extra stuff in there that had too much of this because we were doing take after take right. after take. Right. But uh, I had been 
cooking down tomatoes for f- five to six hours mm-hmm. in this pan. Which is ideal, really. Right. I mean, that's exactly. what it's supposed it's, to it do. It seemed uh, criminal yeah. to me to, to waste that. So, and, you know, there was some, and earlier there had been some, some some garlic in there and 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 you know I'd throw in some parsley and like this is a still a workable yeah. salvageable sauce so I had the 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 smarts to bring a big Tupperware container to the shoot and I poured it in there and I took it home and then um, the other night put it on the stove and and found out what it needed it just needed a little more oregano and a little bit of red pepper mm. and it was phenomenal. Do you like a chunky sauce or do you like a smooth? Uh, somewhere in the middle. Okay. Somewhere in the middle, not too chunky. I don't mind a smooth one, mm-hmm. but uh, but but not too too chunky. And this this one wasn't. This was crushed tomatoes, um, which actually you know and then you know cooked down cook even down. Yeah. more. So it's so delicious. Good. Yeah. I started making my own sauce about two years ago, and I I won't go back. It's just I mean, it's funny even sitting in like a Tupperware container. Because it dyes, the sauce you purchase from the store dyes the container. When you cook it from scratch, it doesn't. It's like, well, they add so much crap into their stuff. Like, no, I love it. I love, I love cooking the sauce, putting the immersion blender in at the end of the experience. The immersion blender. Immersion blender. Have you seen these? It's a handheld blender. Mm -hmm. That's what I use for my sauce. Also my broccoli cheese soup, which is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's darn good. Okay. I'll take your word on it. I'll make I'll make you sauce someday. Might be disappointing though. I mean, since you've already made it. Um, no, I, I'm I'm always open to. What other stuff do you make from scratch? From scratch? Yeah. You know, scratch, scratch. You know, I, the sauce is the only thing that comes to mind. I mean, I, you know, I can do wonderful things with chicken. I can do wonderful things with pork. But uh, you know, as far as how it's cooked and and whatnot, but. Uh, scratch mm-hmm. you know from scratch to me sounds more like baking true yeah yeah as far as what you're creating yeah so you're not a baker not a baker <clears throat> I'm not, not a baker not a candlestick maker and there you have it folks <laughs> are you a baker ben i am actually are you i am okay i've done it this year but no, that's true. Yeah. During baking. the pandemic, you've not baked? I that's all I heard about where people were baking and doing this during the pandemic and 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 and, and, and rediscovering or or dis- discovering the joys of, of baking. And yeah. it seemed like that'd be the ideal time for you to be making muffins. But I, I started keto January yeah. one and stopped kind of like all the carbs and everything like that. And keto. Keto strikes again. Keto. Well, we sort of Keto. started at the same time. Yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm not as... I did break down because... Okay, so here's what my son did yesterday. He comes to the table and he's like, Mom, I pulled out these two Reese cups for you. So, well, you know, nice. I usually don't eat them, but you brought them for me. He goes, well, so here's yours and I'm going to have this one while you do it. I was like, oh, so this is... You want a Reese's cup. Right. But you're treating it as a gift so that... I can have one too. Genius. He's a smart cookie. Yeah. Yeah. He loves him some treats. Oh, me too. It's like I uh I texted my neighbor and I said, Is there a trick or treat tonight? Halloween. Yeah. He goes, No, it was Thursday. Oh, you missed it. I missed it because yeah. we were shooting the mm. the short. 
And I went, you know, and normally we always have a, a bourbon on the front porch and we don't get a lot of kids yeah. trick-or-treating. I'm sure it would have been even less this year, but I missed it. It was kind of like a blessing in disguise because I always buy too much candy. Yeah. And I love candy. No, it doesn't sit around. No, but I mean, you, you've got yeah, excess. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll eat it. And no, I don't need to be. <laughs> I have a horrible, horrible sweet tooth. Love candy. What's your favorite? Don't know what my favorite is. Oh, you don't know. I, I was. I thought I was getting a lecture. Like, don't ask. <laughs> don't. Me. Don't uh, talk about it. I, I actually, I'm. I'm pretty simplistic when it comes to. Uh, I my my favorite is a good old fashioned Hershey bar. Really? Yeah. Just plain and simple. Plain and simple, like me. Plain simple, not complicated at all. Yeah, right. Butterfinger is mine. I love Butterfingers. I love Butterfingers. Love Butterfingers. Whoppers. I do like the Whopper. Yeah. Not the sandwich, but the candies. The candies are good. Yeah. And Crunch Bars. So I always like to crunch. Mr. Crunch Bar is a good one. But there's a couple. I don't. Mounds or Almond Joy? I do like Almond Joy. I never. Coconut does not bother me. So that was never a gross. Yeah. Okay. There was very little that I didn't. It was super fun the year that my daughter got braces because <laughs> she had to give us half of her candy. It was great. Um, but there's not much that I don't, I don't love suckers, you know? Yeah. Not even a good old fashioned not Tootsie really. Pop. I don't love Tootsies that much. Yeah. No. Mike Wrights or hot tamales? Hot tamales. Yeah. Okay. I'm a spicy gal. You know that. Right, right. Yeah. The licorice? chewy candy, licorice doesn't bother me. Did you know that some dude died from eating too much licorice? Yep. Did you see that? You can do that. Crazy. Did too you know much, that though? Too much, yeah. too much anise. Yeah. Anise, which is fun when you're shopping for anise in the store and your husband just keeps saying anise, anise over and over right. and over again as yeah. loud as possible. It was a really fun day. Thanks, honey, for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were looking for it for. They're looking. How much? How much anise do we need? Anise. Where's anus the anise? You think that's too much anise? <laughs> All right. Did we get enough anus? Which shouldn't bother me because I have the mind of like a 13-year-old boy most of the time. Yeah. But there are moments, you know. I think when I'm searching for something legitimately, and it's called anus, and I'm like, say it right. Oh. Yeah. So 100th episode. Thank you. 100th episodes in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah. On the almost eve of... Another election. Well, and this episode is going to go up on election day. It's going to go up on election day. So hopefully this will be a nice escape. I will be working the polls all day, so Good I will you. not. Uh, yeah. Just felt like the right thing to do this year. Um, I voted early. I did too. I voted early. Uh, I How was up, that? I went on a rainy day thinking that the rainy day might cut back on the lines, but no, they no, were wrapped people around are out the building. There. And, uh, uh, a tip of the rain hat to the to the people mm-hmm. working there. It was uh, super smooth. smooth. It was in and out within forty five to fifty minutes, considering yep. the the weather and the lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was smooth, e- easy transition. Normally, I I wait and vote day of. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I think I kind of want to sit back and and watch all this unfold. And I honestly. Uh, this will be on election day. This will be released mm-hmm. on election day. Yeah, it'll be curious. It'll be interesting to 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 see where we go. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because in the midst of everything that's been going on this year with COVID and the pandemic and in the middle of an election year, it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, what the, what the next steps Mm -hmm. are going to be. Um, yeah, I, I don't normally discuss politics as a rule. I, I don't, uh, I don't judge anybody by their politics. By the same token, I don't expect to be judged mm-hmm. for my politics. But uh, I just this 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 country is it's like it's in a bad relationship with itself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's uh, it's it, there's no communication. Mm-hmm. It's not talking to 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 one another. Mm-hmm. It's yep. divisive, mm-hmm. uh, and it goes to bed angry every night. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> On know? the couch. <laughs> On the couch, right? It's uh, you know, it's uh, and as a result, it's uh, because of the anger. It's in it's in denial. Mm-hmm. It's it's drinking too much. <laughs> Slancha. And uh, Speaking of. you know, right? It's just it's my show. I'm drinking more. It's, uh, it, <laughs> it, it it needs it. Do you want some more? It oh, needs okay. to it needs to to work on its own relationship. It needs, to, it needs to spend some time by itself. Yeah, and get some counseling. Some sort of counseling, and you know, does that counseling come from our our, our next president? Okay. I don't I don't know <laughs> no. because once again, you know. <sighs> These are my choices mm-hmm. when I think about all the, the, the you know, yeah. the, the, you know, I'm, I'm picking, and this is not, this is not a, a, a slam on ageism by any sense of the word, but, you know, I'm picking the one elderly guy over the other elderly guy, you know, when I think of all the, yeah. the brilliant progressive minds mm-hmm. that are out there that are right. chomping on the bit to, to try to make a difference, you know, it's, it's just. I just... It's messy. It is messy. It's very it messy. It is messy. And COVID, you know, I think I think we're, we're still in for a, a bit mm-hmm. of a haul there. I was thinking about this the other day, though, in respects to COVID. You know, if COVID... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here. No, I'm me. here. I'm here. If, yeah. if yeah. COVID wasn't associated with the insidious pandemic that it is... Right? Yeah. COVID-19. You think right. COVID-19, yeah. you think the worst. You know, right. I got exposed to COVID-19. Oh, my God. If it if it wasn't associated with that, do you think COVID as a name, wouldn't it have made, wouldn't it have made like a good name for like a over-the-counter medication? For, <laughs> for Side effects what? of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, COVID. Are you suffering from cough, venereal disease, and indigestion? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all in there. It's all in there. I needed oh, something oh, for the V. Yeah. I needed something for the V. Cough, venereal disease, and ID indigestion. It's a, yeah. That's where I went. Um, wow. You know, COVID. Cough, venereal disease. <laughs> and indigestion. In- that sounds horrible. I know, right? It's the worst. That is no, every part of you in pain. Every, yes. And until you, un, Until you go to until the pharmacist and, and get some COVID. 19. Yeah, or, or 19. I don't feel you need the 19, That'd but just COVID. Extra strength stuff. Oh, yeah, COVID. Yeah. COVID extra strength, COVID regular strength. So yeah. what would the commercial look like? Because there's always people like... Well, it'd be an over-the-counter one, so it wouldn't be one of those 
uh, prescription, prescription ones with, with with a thousand disclaimers as to what the side effects could be. It would be like a family in a kitchen and the woman's like, right. oh, this. And it's like, are you having trouble, honey? Oh, well, here, try this. Try here's COVID. The, here's the yeah. problem, though, because she'd have to, like, cough, grab the, the stomach right. and the yeah, vaginal no, region. Yeah. Right, right, like, right. Yeah. But, you know, COVID, COVID, I would say, like, like, like Pepto, Bismol, oh, yeah. COVID. It'd be one of those, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying, if it wasn't associated with what it's associated with, would it have made a good product for the yeah <laughs> for, for over the counter or maybe even a car? Oh yeah, the Dodge COVID. Oh, I was gonna go Chevy. Oh yeah, Chevy COVID. The, the Chevy COVID. I like yeah. Dodge. Do you like Dodge? Dodge. Well, I don't like Dodges Dodge over COVID. Chevys, but I'm saying the Dodge COVID sounds like yeah, it, it sounds could better. be a, yeah. a truck or yeah. a, or or a car. The Dodge COVID spreading across America. <laughs> We've had a lot of time on our hands, haven't we? <laughs> this is where uh, the creativity That's where my brain goes. If it wasn't such a bad thing, could it have been something productive? And- so let me ask you in all honesty, like, are you, are you nervous about COVID? Like, do, how do you feel about, because I know that you've kept your your circle yes kind of the same as it was, and we're sort right. of doing the same thing. Right. Of course I am. Yeah. But uh, does it does it make you nervous? Makes does it make me nervous? Uh, there's a difference between nervous and and I say paranoid. True. Um, of course it makes me nervous. I don't want it. I don't want to get it. Yeah. I don't even want a mild case of it. I mm-hmm. know there's been mild cases of it and whatnot. Um. I I wish that we would have taken it more seriously from the get-go. I yeah. wish we would have adhered to some things that might have lessened the impact of it all. Um, it kills me that, uh, that we didn't get through it. Now there's the second and third waves coming and, but people seem to be more what I call uh, COVID complacent mm-hmm. in respect to things. Um, yeah, the, the, the whole, man, I hate wearing the mask. Okay, all right, you know. So do I. So do I. I wear it. But, mm-hmm. but in the right situation, like here, we're much like on our podcast, we're, we're – we're safe distance, but I came in. I was wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. Ben had the mask yep, on. We move around. We, we move around. We, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, you know. Uh, and we've also been a part of each other's bubbles from the right. beginning. Ben and I definitely from the beginning. Yeah, my guys know. too on the podcast as, as well. And but, it's a communication of like, so you know, we are staying at home. However, we've hung out with right, and I and yeah. and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if. Uh, through this winter, if things don't improve, that we end up staying at home again. Mm-hmm. People agree. are starting to stockpile again. People are starting to 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 hit the fill their shelves at home yeah. and in uh, anticipation of it. And then there's other other people think it's going to go away after the election, which is amazing. Just uh, no, it's it's it's, it's been holding on like till it's, November fourth. It's not going to go. So yeah, nervous about it? No, I mean I I I don't want loved ones to you know I was nervous uh, going down to Florida in the in the in the midst of it. July. That was in July. Yeah. Yeah. You know, granted, you know, uh, 
I didn't go anywhere. You know, it was pretty much my mom's and yeah. the grocery store. And every once in a while, I'd step out and go to my brother-in-law's office for a, a cocktail, you know, on his patio. And but that was pretty much it. So I didn't really have a lot of, but driving down, mm-hmm. you know, I, I drove instead of flying, driving down. I could just, you know, you get to certain states where, you know, do you guys know that there's a... There's a thing There's going a thing on. going around and like, so, uh, yeah. 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 And Columbus, t- t- think- t- take, take today, for example. This is, this is a football, this is a football Sunday. My Steelers are playing the Ravens later on today, right? Go and, Ravens. And uh, shush now. <laughs> shush, that's it. That's it. <laughs> if I had a microphone, I'd rip it off right now and I'd walk away. Um, but, you can't uh, be so dramatic, can but, you? No, I can't mm, be. So I can't be. But I... I don't want to go to a yeah, a bar right. and and not you know it's just yeah. um, and and sit with with people that you know I know that the bars have maximum occupancy and I know that there's but you know it's but just, that's your comfort level that's my comfort yeah. level yeah no I'm the same yeah. will I watch a football game with uh, a circle of friends that have kind of been in this same mm-hmm. bubble with me yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we all know what we've been doing. We all know, uh, we've always been adhering to certain things. And even then, we're all still, you know, yeah. safe distancing. So I mean, since there's... I'm in your bubble, I'll just continue to say, go Ravens. <laughs> go Ravens. Go, go, Win today. Yeah. Go, mm, I can't cheer for my team. Bubble. You're out of the bubble. Go Ravens. Wow. No, actually, I'm not cheering for the Ravens. all the things that you could have said to me. Listen, I am a very fair weather fan for my own team, who is not doing well this season. So I'm kind of like... Not yeah. cheering anymore. Okay. We're doing enough. pretty bad. Yeah, we're doing very well. You are doing very well. Congrats. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. Wonderful. All right. Wonderful Thank job, Steelers. Yeah, we Broncos, probably jinxed what it. Happened? We probably jinxed it by the time this drops on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. We'll know. We'll know. Anywho. Thank you so much. About what? For everything. Just supporting and coming on and yeah. humoring are we, me. Are we done? Oh, man. We, 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 I know. It flew by again. It usually does. Did we talk about anything? No. Ben, did, did we, we talk about anything? Yeah. We, it was we got in. The show, man. We got in baking and yeah. um, public showering. Who's a good cook? Who's a good cook? Can I plug a couple things Please before we go? Yeah. Club. Did I say club or plug? I did. <laughs> plug, um, uh, a short film called Spitballing. Mm-hmm. That uh, I did with uh, uh, our mutually adored friend Ralph Scott. It it's entertaining. Is is uh, day is was will be out is out as of this today. recording. Yeah, okay. on our Whiskey Business YouTube mm-hmm. channel, Whiskey Business with with Dino Tripodis. Uh It is me and and Ralphie and and shot by the uh, incredible John Whitney. We love John Whitney. John Whitney's incredible. Um, it is. It is funny. It is funny and absurd. It's hard, again, and I've said this to you, it's hard because I know the both of you so well. Right. I'm pretty sure I've either heard this whole thing before or... <laughs> yeah. It's basically two frustrated writers who are spitballing ideas. Mm-hmm. And they have a very simple, nice start of an idea. And as they yes. continue yeah. to spitball, it escalates into just yeah. filthy, mm-hmm. absurd mm-hmm. 
things that I don't want to share and ruin. Don't share them. You know, no, no, no. But mm-hmm. you need to watch it. So right now, and it'll be on other other formats as well. But right now, we're we're debuting it. On, not on the, safe for work or children. Uh, no, 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 mm-hmm. not for the kids. Nope, not for the kids. But fun and funny. And Ralph, Ralph. Ralph is great. He's wonderful. Ralph. I'm super, You know what? Honestly, it is a little bit weird not having him here. Because I think for our 50th, he was the, the peanut gallery. He was. Yeah. He was. So, But we're he trying was. to keep things safe. And, and COVID he was. Safe. And he was with us on the shoot for Supper, which will be the... That'll be done by the end of November. Okay. Uh, did that with another mutual friend, mm-hmm. John Osbeck. And, of course, John Whitney shot that as well. Sure. John Whitney, I'm telling you. And Ralphie was there mm-hmm. with just... Uh, Incredible notes yeah. and 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 guidance for for both John and myself. Mm-hmm. John Osbeck directed it. John and I both wrote it. Um, I'm very excited about that one too. A completely different type of yeah. short film as opposed to spit, where spitballing is absurd. Supper is intense. Well, it's uh, good that you've been getting some work and. Some, so I haven't been getting work. work. I've no, been creating to, work. Right, you're creating, and that's honestly, that's just <laughs> creating. As I, I, you know, it just it it does it does feel good, but then, and then, but then it's like it's it's almost like a it's like a fix, you know. It, when it you, is. You know, I'm going to put it in into into addictive terms, but it's like a fix, and like, oh man, I got my fix in, and I'm like, oh man, now what? Now. What? Where's the next thing going to be? Yep. Where's the next project going to be? Thank God for the podcasts that we do right. on a, on a, on a yeah. weekly basis. You know, it gives to, us something to, to, to keep us going. Um, and uh, uh, I should, I should, I'm horrible about it. We should plug Whiskey Business. Mm-hmm. Hello, with the Whiskey Business podcast. He has a podcast. I'm the worst self promoter ever. It's because you're humble. It's just uh, you know, I enjoy doing this and and, and talking. With you, and now I get to look You have an award-winning podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, but there's only been, you know, that's it. They're, Great. You are the, the ultimate winner. <laughs> I was actually talking to somebody who was involved in the Columbus yeah. uh, Podcast Festival mm-hmm. and whether or not that would return. And he was open to it returning, but, you know, things We're going to beat you. That's our goal. No, so. by all means. you Because I'll tell you what. You will, because we won't even enter. That way we don't have to lose to you. You're not going to lose to me. No, what I love is, honestly, you and I have shared so many guests. Yes. We have a lot of mutual yes. that have come from one or the other. Right. And yeah. made a, a lot of mutual friends because of that. Right. Jesse Hubbard probably and, being. And what's also interesting about that is that uh, even though we've shared a lot of guests, mm-hmm. we've not shared. The, the conversations are different. No. They're markedly different right. as far as what we've discussed with said guests. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is good. It is good. It but is it good. again, I, like I think that that's why you were such a a driving force to me doing this podcast is that we have similar formats, but it still ends up being different because right. it's just a conversation, right? And that's that's the way that you do yours too. You bring them on because of something interesting of them or. I still don't know why you had me on. That was ridiculous. But that was like, not ridiculous. You were a great guest. Yeah, I just don't. It's just weird to me. But that's just me. Why? Why? Why, why is it? Why is it? Why shouldn't it be any more weird than you having me on? You're just weird. You fit the format. Yeah. Well, you're weird. <laughs> 
You're very weird. This is how we end. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey business. Yes, go ahead. Take two. Whiskey business. Whiskey business. Whiskey business podcast. Yeah, whiskey business. You guys come out with a new one every. We try to come out every week with one. We we kept our Halloween one running for a couple of weeks. That it was, was phenomenal. So it was so good. Um, you have to listen to that one. Ghosts slashed throats and camping with Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I believe was the name of that yes. one. Uh, and now we have a new one dropping on Monday, mm-hmm. The Road to Abelar. Okay. Abelar, Aberlauer, I'm saying it is a single malt scotch whiskey. Okay. And we were uh, talking with the national ambassador for that company, and okay. they were kind enough to send me three amazing bottles of nice. single malt scotch. And huh. we did that virtually. Okay. Because um, they were in California. They uh, they were. She was in California, okay. but they sent the whiskeys to me, and I shared the whiskeys with uh, Hansberry well, and Whitney. Well, that was nice. That, and know. we all sampled them, and, okay. and uh, it was an interesting bridge back. That's why I said they called it the road. It was like a, yeah. for me, it was like a bridge back to the single malt scotches, which I used to drink mm-hmm. before I became so uh, bourbon heavy. So it was nice. It was nice. I forgot about the. Uh, the joys of, of Scotch whiskey, the different flavors and the different profiles that nice. were in there. So it, that one's a little more whiskey centric, which we tend to do. Right. We're not always about whiskey on the podcast. No. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know that. So, uh, yeah, whiskeybusinesspod.com uh, is our website. And Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis on YouTube, where you can watch old archived episodes. And Spitballing. Spitballing, directed by John Whitney. Um and a whole bunch of other stuff. We're, you know, we're on all the... On the... You're on all the social. Wherever you get your pod on, we're there. You're there. Yeah. Yeah. Including so, Amazon now, apparently. I didn't even know. Like Amazon Music? Amazon Music is now into now doing a podcast huh. as well. Look at that. So, get on it, girl. Yeah, I will. I will. Get on it. Get on it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're really excited. I mean, this is still, you know, for us, this is just a labor of love and... Something we enjoy doing. And this, well, you you both do it very well. I wouldn't without him. And honestly. this little extra added component, I, I know you 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 were reluctant and hesitant with the video part of it, but uh, you shouldn't it's be. Been fun. This is nice. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, the PBS behind the actor studio kind of thing. Yes, inside the actor studio. Inside the actor studio, PBS, Charlie Rose. Um, Maybe someday I'll get better chairs and be Ellen. (laughs) Do you know what? The the comment that has been made, and I do agree, Ben, there is something missing here. Plant. A plant. A plant. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, the set's going to continue to evolve as we go. Yeah, this is... Don't don't make it too busy. My, you know, we do we shoot my uh, my bar, and there's like I I wonder sometimes if there's a lot there's too many distractions in or around, you know. But uh, it is what it is. Um, Ah, my least favorite statement. Thanks for sharing that. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm looking at your bookshelves too. You know, you could uh, you could have the uh, the the faux bookshelf behind you, and then have people. Zoom Try to in figure and see, out what, see, what titles see what, are in what, there. what you're reading. I do that all the time. Do you really? Every time I see the people that have been doing things remotely and they have the bookshelves behind them, I always look at the books to see what they're reading. 
you know, hmm. when I would go to, you know, uh, look at, go to open houses, you yeah. know, just to, I was thinking about, you know, maybe right. moving and I'd, I'd, uh, look at I'd look at their, look at the titles of their books and, and get an idea really? and, and then profile them. Yeah. I don't know what you would think of my shelves. I don't know. They're pretty varied. It's I don't good. read as much as you do though. It's good. I'm a tendency to like. Read the same books over and over again. And that's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> I know some people that read the the same book every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, because they find something that they yeah. need from it, or something that they love about it. Or I don't think The Shining really gave me anything I needed no, from it. No, but no, no. But I, read that you one. know, I have. I knew somebody that read Moby Dick every year. Whew. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, thank you. Never in my life have I gone, more Melville. Mm-mm. More Melville. I did read The Catcher in the Rye. That was a revisit over COVID. Yeah. Because it was like, I I love this book so much, but I want to. I reread Lord of the Rings. Did you really? I hadn't read it, I hadn't read it since college, and I need to mm. kind of brush up on it again. It's still fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic, right? It's amazing how you get lost in something that you already know what's happening, yeah. but... You sink into it. Well, do you have a favorite? Do you have so a favorite book? To kind of expand on some of the interesting parts of it. And yeah. Just a little bit more depth and detail. Yeah. It's and it, it is an amazing book. I I, I always uh, I reread uh, of Mice and Men. John, I just bought that because John, of you, John Steinbeck. Because uh, I haven't read it since high school. <sighs> I need to tackle it. It uh, it's not yeah, a it's still happy, uplifting. But. Uh, it's one of those books that I consider to not have. A wasted word. Hmm. The economy of it's not a big. It's book, not big at all. Not a big book. The mm-hmm. economy of words, but just and it just. I know how it ends. I know. And yet, every, every time, time. I, every time, every time. I do like Stephen King a lot. I do too. So I've I've reread a lot of the ones shining and it are my two favorites of his. Um, and, um, I've read my first Stephen King book was Salem's lot. I did read Salem's lot. Yeah. And then the shining pet cemetery. Um, yeah. Um, and, um, green mile. I enjoyed quite a bit. I did, I read green mile when it came out in the, the novellas in the, in the novellas mm-hmm. and the paperbacks. Mm-hmm. I, I, I read it that way. Yeah. Was, which I was, liked that. I read those on plane one year. Yeah. Favorite book. Mm. Um, Catcher in the Rye is definitely up there. It's up there. You can't go wrong with the. No, you know I love Shop Girl by Steve Martin. You, you you've told me that before. I, I need it, to I need to read that. I saw the movie first. Of course, he shot the movie, directed the movie, so he knew kind of where right. he was, and he wrote the novella. Um. Other than that, the Thornbirds always. Colleen McCullough. Mm-hmm. That's an old one. Wow, pulled that one out of nowhere. Yeah, that was really good. I worked in a library. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And that was that was a big book then. We watched the miniseries on probably PBS. With Richard Chamberlain. With Richard Chamberlain. It was like a seven or eight night miniseries. Oh, yeah, miniseries were, were big. Yeah. yeah, and we watched the whole thing. My grandparents' house when they lived in Arizona. I loved it. Thornbirds was a big it miniseries. Was, it was controversial. Sure, it was. It's basically this priest who comes to this Australian town and gets to know this family, and they have one daughter. And you see her grow, and she's, of course, this beautiful woman. And, right. And he's a priest. He's who a priest. Struggles with sin. 
Let's put it that way. Well, not for long. Not for long. And a couple times, actually. <laughs> anyway, we should probably close this up. <laughs> Go watch The Thorn Birds. It's a great little miniseries from the 80s. Okay. Thank you. All right. You're the best. We're really finishing up this time yeah. now. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No. Go down another rabbit hole. Yeah, I know. Thanks for coming. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, Ben. Thank you. Congratulations thank you. to both of you. Yeah. And thank you. And thank you for... We'll uh, see you at 150. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing me me back. Because I actually, I did it. I had... What the hell are we going to talk about? But we got It's there. not a problem, though. I mean, that's... It really isn't. It really isn't. Yeah. We All do. Right. We do. Say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, John Boy. Foxland Media. Think big.